What's up, mortals? This is Austin Mr. Monsters, here to learn you a thing or two. In this episode, I'll be talking about a story from Haida folklore. The Haida are the native people living on the chain of islands off the northwest coast of Canada that we all know as Queen Charlotte Islands because of colonialism. This is a story of the Bear Mother and the founding of the Bear family. It all started with a spoiled chief's daughter. During the time of harvest, class and rank were largely put aside, and everyone was expected to help. So you got this privileged girl, half-heartedly picking salmon berries, just kind of daydreaming about other things. She heard her parents discussing finding her a husband, and was excited about her rise in station by being the wife of a powerful man. She's moseying along, not really paying attention, and then what does she step in? A big pile of bad shit, and she slips and falls and gets it all over her. Now, the relationship between humans and bears at the time was one of mutual indifference. You don't bother me, I won't bother you, let's just both exist and ignore each other. So when this young woman is screaming her head off because she's all pissy about the bear shit, like, fuck bears, fuck their mothers, fuck all their ancestors, four legs or two, two legs, make up your stupid bear minds, all bears have tiny dicks and the women are super hairy, it's going on and on. So two bears just happened to be wandering through the forest, and they heard her, and they were none too pleased with the string of insults. Find the girl, and they were like, we heard you were talking shit, you're under bear arrest. So they take her away and put her in bear jail. It was a small shed with no windows, dirt floor, a giant rock they moved in front of the door. She was upset being in jail because it's terrible, so she curled up on the floor and started crying. That's when a small squeaky voice spoke to her. She's like, hey, you shouldn't be crying. It's not going to help. You're in deep shit, mostly due to your own fault because you're terrible, but let's try and work on a plan anyway. The girl was just like, whoa, who the fuck are you? A small figure came closer to her in the shadows and told her, my name is Gaganjat, but you can call me Mouse Woman, which is good because I'll never be able to say that name again. Then Mouse Woman asked for some mountain goat tallow, which she knew girl, young girls always had with them because they rubbed it on their face or something. Young Woman obliged and handed it over. Now that Mouse Woman was satisfied, she tried to explain the situation the young woman was in. She told her that she's in deep, deep trouble. There's no telling what the bears would do to her, since they didn't really have any experience with human prisoners. Maybe they would kill her. Maybe they would eat her. Maybe they would, like, make her a slave and work her too hard, which would kill her. Basically, there was a lot of ways for her to end up dead. Mouse Woman tells her that she has a plan, though, to help. And it starts with the young woman's copper bracelet. Now, copper was a sacred metal among the bears and humans, so she was, like, clearly someone important for having one. Mouse Woman had told her, break it in half. The girl tried to protest, claiming that she would lose status if it were broken, and she was, like, given it because she got her period or something. Which Mouse Woman pointed out that she would have no status as a slave or a corpse, and also that's a weird tradition. This was a good point that even though, that even the young woman had to concede. So Mouse Woman let her know of her plan. The young woman had to break the copper bracelet, let the bears know that she had to take a dump, quickly and discreetly bury her poop in a hole, and leave a piece of the bracelet where there should be her poop. Now, I don't know why this plan required her to actually take a shit. Like, if you're going to pretend to pop out some copper, seems like several extra added steps to go through the trouble of burying your actual feces. But she goes through with it, and the bear guards were astounded. They ran to the bear chief, tell him, and he called the bear council. There were great bear debates about what this could possibly mean. Who is this girl that shits out the sacred metal? Bear chief wasn't convinced, though, told the bear guards to watch her really, really closely. So the next thing, the same thing happens. The girl's like, yo, let me out. I got to take a dump. Then she hides her poop, drops the second half of the copper bracelet, and goes back to the, the shed. 
The bear chief was completely convinced at this point, which is really lucky for her because she had no more pieces left. Good thing it only took two dimes to convince all the bears that she had a holy sphincter. So the bear chief ordered the girl be brought to him immediately. The bear chief was like, oh, my humblest apologies. I didn't realize you were someone so important. I mean, anyone that pushes copper out of their butthole must be of the highest status and not just have a really weird diet. Also, if you put both your poops together, you get a bracelet, and that's not suspicious in the slightest. It's actually amazing. Please, whatever you want from us, just ask, and it will be granted. The girl tells him that all she really wants at this point is to go home because she's been in fucking bear jail. The bear chief is like, yes, of course, but please accept these bear gifts first. So a bear parade of bears bringing out the bear gifts, and they bring out, like, bowls and spoons and a very big and very soft bear skin. Now, we all know that this girl is just all about stuff. People stuff, bear stuff, doesn't matter. She likes owning stuff. So she's getting more and more excited about each gift that's coming out. She puts the big bear skin on. There's a sudden change in her perception. Instead of seeing the bears as a bunch of monsters or animals, she starts to really see the bears and their differences. Some are young or old. She can tell the difference between like male and female. And some of the bears are kind of sexy. She noticed a particular bear sitting by the chief and was like, whoa, why do I want to fuck that bear? The bear chief mentioned how this, is, this totally fuckable bear was his nephew who would eventually inherit his wealth and title, but he hasn't been able to find a wife yet. Maybe the girl who could shit copper would be his new wife. What a power couple. Bear chief and the sacred butthole. So she's thinking like, yeah, that bear is super sexy out of nowhere now, and I do like having stuff. So sure, why not? Let's have a bear wedding. So she marries the bear chief's nephew, and she actually becomes a respected member of the tribe. Like, all her uh, arrogance and want and all of that, like, all the the problems that she had when she was younger, they slowly fade away to maturity. She eventually realizes that she's pregnant, which means she totally fucked that bear. She gives birth to two very much bear twins. They're not at all human. You can't tell that they're half-human at all. She's happy with her bear family, this is mythology, so of course it doesn't last. One day, the bears hear the barks of hunting dogs. The, human, the woman recognizes that these dogs belong to her brothers, somehow. Why they waited so long to come find her is beyond me. Like She had enough time to figure out the intricacies of having sex with a bear to the point where it got her pregnant, and then nine months passed, and she gave birth to more bears. So the nephew takes this news to the bear chief, and he calls the council of bear elders to make a bear decision. The bear council decides to exile the woman and her family for fear of bringing the wrath of the human tribes. So she flees with her husband and children, and the hunters and their dogs eventually track them to a cave. The bear husband knows what has to be done. He tells the woman to go out to her brothers, let them know that the next day he will fight them in ritual combat, and then they're they're allowed to win. And they should spare the other three. Why any of this needed to end in bloodshed is beyond me. Like, she's fine. She's not under any duress. Just leave the fucking bear alone. But whatever. Brothers agree to murder their sister's husband. Next morning, the bear husband marches from the cave singing his death song, which he makes the enemies learn and sing along with him, which is a gangster move. So the brothers kill the bear father, and the woman returns to the village with her cubs. The twins, being bears, decide that they like life better in the bear village where they can be bears because they're fucking bears. So they leave their mother to return to their great uncle. woman eventually remarries and has several human children who go on to start the bear tribe of the Haina people. Because you should always name your new family after the last dude you banged. So while the bear tribe exists, they do still hunt bears, but they do it with like reverence and appreciation, and they sing the death song of the husband bear from generations ago. 
That's the story of the bear mother, how she came to have sex with a bear. I don't know what it is, what the deal is with Canadians and banging bears. There's a novel called Bear, which is about exactly that, and it's won Canadian literary awards. Like, it appeared on lists titled Books That Make You Proud to Be a Canadian and has been called the best Canadian novel of all time. So, you know, take that as, it, as you will. I take it as all Canadians want to fuck bears. That's it for the episode. If you enjoyed, please like and subscribe. Maybe tell a friend. I also have an Instagram at Awesome Myths and Monsters where I post dank mythology memes and a Twitter at MythOTD where I also post about myths because, like, that's my jam.